Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Hey everyone, and welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and I'm joined again by... It's me, Brendan! (laughs) Hi, Brendan. Your least favorite (laughs) co-host. So we're still in a car. We're recording this as part of our trip to Massachusetts from New York, and we were talking about what else could we record... And so since the passing of David Bowie was still very, you know, very fresh in our minds, we thought, well, let's talk about David Bowie. And specifically, we're going to talk about probably his his most well-known song, uh, certainly one of his earliest, you know, quote-unquote, David Bowie songs, Space Oddity. Or as some people know it, the Major Tom song, where the dude goes to space. So that's how they know it. Yeah, that Major Tom, you know, Major Tom, where the dude goes to space song. <laughs> it was that's how it was released in England, and it came to America as Major Tom song, just simply. No, space oddity. So, Brennan, can you talk a little bit about your your history with David Bowie? We were old friends. <laughs> I, uh, I um, I think the only my history of David Bowie probably started with. Um, with Labyrinth, and I had no idea who he was, who he was in Labyrinth. But uh, besides the Goblin, the goblin King. <laughs> I know who he was in his character. I didn't know who David Bowie really was besides the Goblin King in Labyrinth. Um, and then I think I probably uh, over the years heard Space Odyssey a bunch, and it wasn't until so I, Oddity. What is Space, Space Odyssey? Odyssey? Space Odyssey. Nah, I, I like I, I like that song better. That's the epic Greek ballad by Homer, <laughs> Space Odyssey. That's right. <laughs> He was really uh, ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, And uh, it wasn't until after I uh, graduated college, I think, that I purchased the Ziggy Stardust album and um, and listened to that a million times and really loved that album. Um, uh, But beyond that, I'd only known sort of some of the David Bowie hits Mm. that you hear on advertisements. uh, on oldies, oldies radio at the time, um, and so, uh, so I came. I certainly came to David Bowie very late. I, well, I think one of the reasons that it was is significant, significant passing was, even though there are plenty of people from our generation uh, and certainly later generations who haven't. You know, oh, I own all of David Bowie's albums, or oh, I'm a huge fan of X Y Z songs. Uh, he's he's very well known. You know, if you talk about David Bowie or David Bowie's career, everyone has at least one song that they've heard and could probably pick out a David Bowie song uh, because it's just it, it's almost like he, he invented he didn't invent. You know, he certainly came from the blues psychedelia uh, goings on of the late '60s and and '70s. Uh, almost, not not quite glam rock, but that that type of music, that that uh, that movement. 
and sort of permeated a lot of other other music that has continued on to this day. So he's certainly well known in that regard, and not just as a as an individual, but as his style of music or the types of songs he would write uh, and his various personae across the across the years. Some his, his various periods. Again, I think that's how I learned about him was through his role in Labyrinth, was <laughs> as the Goblin King. But Goblin I, King, <laughs> Goblin King. I I thought that I loved that character, and I think what's funny about about it is even though it is very different from say Ziggy Stardust, it's sort of yep, that's David Bowie, right? He he was a space dude or a giant uh, guy with with. Uh, Motley Crue uh, poison hair yeah, right. and super tight stirrup pants, whatever. Uh, he, he rules the Muppets, right? And then he had a career, he had a music career after that, I think. That's right. He loves babies. He's the most handsome goblin ever. Oh, maybe he's just king of the go- He's a elf king of the goblins. I don't know what he was. I've been looking. I've been looking uh, since since certainly his passing, and then I, I watched the Dark Crystal recently. I've been trying to find the four volume manga prequel to Labyrinth in which you learn how the Goblin King becomes the Goblin King but it's super expensive on eBay so I have not so I have not read it anyway let's talk a little bit uh, before we kind of go back into just waxing about just David Bowie in general let's talk specifically about about space oddity for a bit so you kind of like we said at the opening this is the story of you know, Major Tom, the astronaut who's going out to space, and it's his conversation between himself and ground control. And this song came out in 69 on David Bowie's second album titled David Bowie, which is odd because his first album was also titled David Bowie. <laughs> but if you look at the covers, I did kind of a quick Wikipedia search the other day, and the first one has David Bowie, and he's sort of got this mop top, kind of late 60s Rolling Stones look. And then the second album, David Bowie, is very clearly, oh, that's David Bowie right there. He's, you know, he got the sort of teased out hair, and he just looks, he's kind of got that David Bowie look. He's looking off into space, and uh, weird mosaic type cover. So a huge change in the sound he was going from between that first and second album. Uh, it was actually then re-released as Space Oddity when that single became a big hit. They re-released that album just as Space Oddity, but if you, if they've gone back to the original numbering. They kind of did that with, uh, sorry, uh, naming, kind of like they did with the Beatles. And it was UK releases would have one title, and then they sort of repackaged CDs, or sorry, records for America, and they'd rename them and, and cut up the song order. So uh, a little bit of history there. So uh, talk talk to me about Space Oddity. You know, we, we just listened to it before we recorded, and from the times you've heard it and this time right now, how does the song either make you feel, or what do you think about you know the music of the song, the lyrics of the song? I don't know. I'm trying to drive. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll start, and then you jump in whenever you have something to add. I'll do that. It's hard to drive and talk. Uh, it can be, I suppose. I don't know. I'm good at talking. Uh, you talk a lot. I do talk a lot. That's why everyone listens to the show. They just want to hear me talk, 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 and talk. That's why everyone's talking about the show. <laughs> but they can't talk about the show because I'm talking over them. <laughs> talking over them, talking about my show. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, again, this is a story. This is a song story. You've got your characters. You've got your two characters. And you have David Bowie singing. The ground control is, is much more deep and monotone. And you've got Major Tom, who has this really... Watch out. Vehicle stopped at the shoulder. stopped at the shoulder. <laughs> David Bowie, uh, sorry, Major Tom, who has a, 
you know, a, a lighter sounding voice, definitely sounds more, I think, optimistic about this great journey he's taking into space. And they're mostly sort of commenting on what's happening. So Major Tom's going to leave the capsule. He wants to say goodbye to his wife and, and, and children. And Ground Control's talking about everyone wants to wear his shirt. And <laughs> I think this was sort of emblematic of the time. Apollo 11 would launch in the next five days after the song was released. And of course, those of you who know anything about history know that Apollo 11 was... Uh, from uh, the moon, uh, moon landing. Yes. <laughs> moon landing. <laughs> I was going to start describing the plot of Apollo 13. <laughs> took me a minute there. <laughs> Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Landed on the moon, folks. Who were the three astronauts on Apollo 11, Brendan? Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and the other guy. <laughs> Mike, Michael Collins. No, that's a movie. That's a, that's a movie about an Irish guy, based on history. No, that's that's a similar thing. It's also different. No, I'm pretty sure that's who Michael Collins was. Is it the same Michael Collins from that movie? Probably. Some sort oh. of a time jumping uh, character. Interesting. I never saw it or read up, looked up Michael Collins in the context of what he did in history. I I only know Michael Collins because it's one of those things. Every time I see his name, I try to remember it because. Nothing makes you the coolest person in the room than knowing all three of the Apollo 11 astronauts. Uh, so you just set me up for failure. I did. So you could see so cool. Take that, you. I hate you so much. <laughs> You're still stuck uh, in the car. We have to keep recording. All right, I'm driving off the road. Oh, Whee! Crash. crash. Flames, flames. Ah! Uh, Whee! <laughs> Clear. Kachunk. We lost Robbie. Oh, no. Uh, Clear, Kachunk. Brandon's okay. Yes. <laughs> Jetpack. <laughs> what are we talking about? What song are we doing? <laughs> we're doing Jump Magic Jump. No, we're not doing Jump Magic Jump. Jump Magic Jump. Jump Magic. You do the goblins. What the baby? Nice. Yeah, nailed it. High five. Oh. High five. That was weak. <laughs> you probably could you probably heard that thundering high five. Shook all of space and time. So space oddity, you got Major Tom, you got ground control. Now, what happens to Major Tom in this song? Because I always I assumed he died or his ship just kept going into space, and he didn't know how to make it come back. I thought he lo- I thought he like was at- when he when he got out of his his uh, capsule or or shuttle, his tin can or whatever he calls it. I thought he like must have gotten cut loose or something because I thought there was one line where he where it implies that he is like sort of floating over the moon and I think his shuttle, but. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong about that. Well, ground control, they, they can't hear him anymore because his circuit's dead. There's something wrong. And then he's just... No, he's still floating in his tin can. He is? Okay. Verse, yeah. Which, again, for, we skew pretty young. So I'm sure the young people here only know space from the space shuttle. The original space capsules were literally... A giant tin can. They were like funnels. <laughs> they, <laughs> that they, was they, it. They were just these funnels. And they would drop to space. My children were very impressed when uh, we went to the National Air and Space Museum and they saw footage of the capsules coming down. And my oldest son, was uh, Owen, was blown away by the fact that there were parachutes. Wow. Like, how would you use a parachute to come back from space? That sounds stupid. 
what a dumb way to come from space. And I think most people don't know that they they were literally tin cans of Bush's baked beans. <laughs> Giant industrial-sized cans. We had to eat something in yeah, space. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got the beans. It smelled really good. And it smelled really good, but it was very everything was very sticky. That's probably why his electrical equipment had some sort of malfunction. Too many beans in there. Too Molasses. many beans. The molasses-based space programs were never successful. Uh, I know. So tragic. Uh, one of the one of the things that's fun about this song is it definitely has a lot of different influences. So originally David Bowie had more of a like like many of the I think the British the British invasion and post British invasion acts had a lot of, of uh, a lot of love of blues and R and B. Well, not R and B. Sorry, rhythm and blues and blues, not R and B is everything. And that was originally where he started. And you hear some of that in uh, in his in his instrumental points of the song. There's a good break in the middle where dun, 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 he's got the guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's got a bit of a bluesy feel. The other parts, and then it sort of morphs into this very psychedelic, very much a space sound uh, of the different you know his different instruments. And he's got a, this little like pocket synthesizer playing as well that just kind of captures, I think, the out-there quality of space, sort of the out-there quality of the music. How does the smooth, like, soprano saxophone come in, or the smooth saxophone that comes in at one point? Well, I think that's, I think that's sort of that jazz, that's the j- that jazz blues uh, back, background of music, putting that in, is uh, that, that's, I mean, I think it's supposed it's to like, just be like a free, it's like a jazz, you know, it's like, you know, in Spinal Tap, they have a jazz odyssey when they go on after a puppet show in the movie, this is Spinal Tap, yep. and I think it's just supposed to have this sort of exploratory jam quality because you're just you're floating in space and you're just going around and it's just sort of magical and who knows where it will go. That's quality to the music. So I think that's sort of where the, the saxophone comes in there. I know earlier I like how the, the the kind of the pluck and the reverb of the guitar really serves the purpose of that's the that's the ignition and that's the rockets going up. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite part. Going up. Yep. Uh, I like the claps. I just feel yeah, like this is a song that is sort of it's a little slow clap, clap. and it's telling a story. And they get the big orchestra. Well, not the big orchestra, but they, you know, they have the strings come in when he's up in space and it's this big moment. And then you've got this really, you know, cool bridge where you get the guitar, kind of the folksy guitar, and then there's a clap in yeah. the background. <laughs> this song is really appealing in a lot of musical styles. Like, do you like weird psychedelia you should like this song you like folk songs blues you'll also like this song do you like the space program I've got a song for you I think there's a lot of David Bowie songs was what's you know what's what's going on what's the what's the climate right now and I'm gonna make music that captures that I think that's why he was able to be popular across so many decades I mean you know that's that's how oh David Bowie's a chameleon but I don't know if people necessarily talk about why that is so much as, hey, his 80s songs sound kind of 80s, don't they? His 90s <laughs> songs actually don't sound very 90s because it would be more of a, of a butt rocky sound if that were the case. Um, <laughs> that would have been, been really weird. <laughs> <laughs> would have been, David Bowie sounded all like three doors down. David Bowie's Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs> phase. So that's about, I think, all we have to say about space space oddity. Now, I, I've heard this song in a lot of different contexts. Have you went... Have, like, when did you first hear this song, if you remember, or when have you heard this song uh, at another time? I really can't. Believe, I feel like I've, it's been used in so many different pieces of media. Uh, I'm sure it was used for. It's been used for a bunch of times in commercials, 
and in other mo- and in movies, I I, I, uh, I I can't really think of one example. Can you? The one that that pops into my mind is there's a video game called Alan Wake, and it's it's very much set in the sort of Twin Peaks world, and the end of the game, he's looking for his wife. He saves his wife, and he's sort of trapped in this otherworldly dimension where what you write comes true and so he's trying to write his way out and each of the sort of big acts of the game are set up like a TV show and that specific one so the very end of the game it's sort of just you've been playing this game it's been gotten really intense you've beaten the game uh, there's like a, a this great ending line which, you know I won't spoil for anyone who wants to go buy Alan Wake on, on a computer sale it's like usually like 10 bucks great game and then it cuts right to credits and space oddity which is not really what the game has been about at all but it's such a known song and you've been kind of dealing with this crescendo of gameplay and, and the ending and then just the quietness of how how Space Oddity starts with the ground control to Major Tom and the countdown but it somehow just fits with the overall feel of the game is this very otherworldly experience and to have this very known song come in at the end of your game it was just really like just like a slap in the face that you just played this really cool thing, you had this really cool experience, and it's almost like the reward for beating the game is you get to listen to Space Oddity. <laughs> it was just, I just remember it really taking my breath away, just hearing this song as the epilogue to this whole game. So it wasn't a slap in the face like, this was horrible. No, I was not literally... slap in the face. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, how about instead of slap in the face, you know, my jaw dropped and I sort of just... It took my breath away that that was the way it was ending. And maybe it was just me, you know, the, the overall experience of having this kind of quiet, well-known song that I really love hearing over and over again after the the intense final minutes of a, of a video game where you have that release of, I beat this game, I'm so excited, and bam, you know, then you're rewarded with Space Oddity in the credits. And usually credits are unfun to listen to, I'm sorry, unfun to, to watch, but you know, I just sat there, just sat there listening to the song, enjoying the song, and thinking about how it had really had only minor connections to the whole game but just it, it seemed to fit and maybe it's, maybe that speaks to the quality of the song it's just, where, where do you want to put this song it doesn't matter it's going to have yeah. an impact on you and uh, that's that's a rare that's a rare thing in a song that you can you can sort of just put it in a different place and it still still holds merit it doesn't just feel out of place or odd mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like an oddity <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Good times. Now, what other... See what I did there? Yeah, no, it's good. Because the song... Yeah, yeah, song title. I get it. Homer's Space Odyssey, written by Space Homer. (laughs) That was a 2001 ripoff, wasn't it? Was there? Or or, or parody, right? There was a Space Homer? He went to space... Oh, oh, that's Space... I thought you were Space Homer. Oh, no, Space Homer. (laughs) There was an episode he went to space? From Space Greece. Oh, okay. Space, space, space Ancient Greece. Yes. The Space Epic Ballads of Ancient Greece. Ancient Space Greece. Of course. <laughs> I find Space Greece to be very good for cooking. <laughs> if you want some tips for your space <laughs> eggs and pancakes. <laughs> That's right. Brandon, if people have not gotten onto the bandwagon, I, I assume that at this point anyone who has heard, you know, you know, knew of David Bowie at all has done what I did, which is either doing a... Uh, 
know, the cash grab of somebody passing away of, hey, their albums are on sale on iTunes. And I really didn't own any, so I went and grabbed best, oh, are they? the best of both. I don't know if they're really on sale, but I, I suddenly realized that there were plenty of good David Bowie songs I wanted to hear. Uh, certainly Space Oddity, uh, Moon Age Daydream. Uh, uh, that's my favorite David Queen, Bowie song. Queen Bitch, Heroes, La- uh, let's, oh, da- let's, let's Dance, let's Last Dance, dance. Fashion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moon Age Daydream is my favorite song, despite the fact that I don't think I know any of the lyrics, so I have to make you them sing, up. You want to sing some of them for us? <laughs> you, were, you were doing a great rendition of them earlier. <laughs> I don't, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and roll pigeon too. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the lyrics, but I really—it's just—I um, don't know. Uh, despite the fact I'm not a lyrics person, mm-hmm. I'm more of a like the sound of the music and uh, the comp- uh, sort of a composition of the music, not the not not a lyrics person. Unlike uh, unlike your wife. Um, oh, actually, every almost everyone who's been on the show has been a huge lyrics person. No, I'm bad. I'm super. I, I I I try to listen to lyrics more than I. I'm not that successful. I care much more about how it sounds. Now you know something more about me. The more you know. Ding, 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 ding. In any case, folks, if you have not purchased either some of the classic albums, like Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, Aladdin Sane, you should go and grab, you know, a you know, Best of compilation might be good. I'm not even sure if all those songs are on the album, but I know enough of them were that I wanted to, you know, pick it up and, and have, have that music to remember and, and listen to. Uh, I, I, again, I was not ever the hugest David Bowie fan, but he's definitely a, a musician who's always been been a known, not exactly a known quantity, but has been a known, you know, known performer, whether through his acting or his music, or uh, just, just sort, it's just sort of hard to hard to escape his influence. Yeah. Hey, was he? How long was he married to Iman? A long time. I think they met in the nineties, and I, believe, I feel like they, did, they were still married. They were still I, married at the end. I right? believe they're still married when he when he when he passed. So it's, sort of, it's so rare. And a supermodel and a rock star. You just don't. Yeah. You just don't assume that that would be like a long, long lasting. But it's but it obviously was. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute about our favorite David Bowie movie performances? I know his performance oh, in Labyrinth the was amazing. Prestige. Yes. Not a lot of people know he played uh, Tesla. Nikola, Nikola yeah. Tesla. He yep. looked very different in that. That that is definitely a performance that if someone hadn't, if I'd neither seen his name in the credits, I don't think I would have known it was David Bowie because he looked very you know buttoned down. He had a you know old timey mustache. He had a bit of an accent. Yep. It was a really interesting casting choice. Yeah, no, I thought he was really. I thought he did a really great job in that role. Mm-hmm. And that movie is awesome. That's a great movie. Uh, I certainly know him from his cameo in Zoolander. Which, oh, I don't remember that. What? Oh, when they're having the walk-off and they need a judge. Oh, that's right. And he comes in and they go, perhaps I can be of assistance. <laughs> and then they play like a quick snippet of Let's Dance. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> was he in anything? Was he in any other movies? I mean, he was in the, the Man Who Fell to Earth, which I've never seen. Yeah, I don't know. That kind one. of '70s movie. Um, trying to think what other movies he might. I'm sure he was in some other other things where he sort of just appeared either as himself or. As a character, I think those are the, the most well-known performances where he, you know, had a small part, or in the case of Labyrinth, the large part. But everyone was, oh, there's David Bowie, always oh, in there. That's great. 
He was awesome in Labyrinth. He was, yeah, he, he, he played that part great, because that is definitely a part that the wrong actor could have played way too creepily, way too evilly. Yeah, that's right. Way too goofily. I mean, that, what a, what a, what, I mean, to be called, and you're going to be the glam rock king of the Muppets. <laughs> King of the ugly Muppets. You steal babies. The Muppets got kicked off the Muppets for being too gross. You're trying to seduce a 15-year-old girl. Okay, but you're an adult. Don't worry about it. Because you've abducted her her baby brother, (laughs) you big creep. You have a big castle. (laughs) You know, a big labyrinth. It's yours. Yeah, that, wow. What a a role for... (laughs) But he never seemed creepy. He, He was able to sort of seduce... Uh, the Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly's character without seeming like uh, a creepy seducer. Super creepy. <laughs> and he just seemed like he really liked babies. Not in a yeah. creepy way. No, he enjoyed Jennifer. He was like, oh, not Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly is a terrible sister. Her parents seem awful. I'm going to raise this baby. Yeah, no, they seem pretty crappy. I think the uh, only issue I ever had with his rule was I mean, he needed to work on his goblin house. Uh, districting and, and zoning because man, those houses were too close together. They had crazy roofs. That's a little, true. A little much. And he needs to do something about. Gotta the, clean up that bog of Eternal Stench. Yeah, I mean they only the one bridge. A lot of the labyrinth needed some upkeep. Yeah, a lot of pollution. You're yeah. right. Good point. So that was that was his only area. But I mean that was a that was in the '80s. Not everyone was thinking about about the environment and sustainability. So I don't totally blame That's him. Right. I don't blame him for that. He had a big life. I mean, those goblins were, were well organized until the rocks attacked them. <laughs> but you know, that's hard. How do you how do you deal with a rock attack? I know they needed to spend more on military, more defense. That's true. I mean, their cannons were little muppets too, so <laughs> probably had to feed them. I mean, that's that's you don't think about the it's you don't think about efficient. that cost. Yeah. Uh, he walk upside down too, which is impressive. And flip. Remember that scene where he's sort of like walking in the Escher stairs and he just like flips over. Yeah. Ooh. That was yeah, David Bowie. You were great. You were great. It's sad that you're gone, uh, but at least we still have all these good memories and all these great, great images of you and everything you did. And uh, so, if you're not, you haven't picked up Space Oddity. At least bought the single. Uh, I, I can't imagine it's not our song. Everyone knows that song. And you, you, if you do not, please give a couple of listens. You're going to enjoy it. It really is. It's, it's just appealing on all levels. Uh, so Brandon, anything else you want to add before we before we sign off? Uh, also, you should um, listen to Flight of the Concords' um, David Bowie song, which is hilarious, <laughs> and goes through some of, uh, in a funny way, goes through some of the different um, different David Bowies over the years. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that you, they could write that song and it could just be so quickly understandable what they're talking about and where they're getting their their goofy lyrics or comedy lyrics also points to the fact that, it, that David Bowie is such a well-known quantity by the vast majority of, of, of folks you know what what kinds of music he made and, and what 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 persona pers- you know it's different persona through the years so congratulations David Bowie you're great we're very sorry that you passed uh, and now I hope Space Oddity is all of our song aww Aww. This episode got sad. Let's bump it up with some fun plugs. So Alan Rickman also passed away. <laughs> that was sad. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was really sad. Both at the same age. Both of cancer. 69 of cancer. It's just terrible. I know. That's not helping. Oh, God. Um, what? Anything, uh, anything nice happening? Know. Anything good happening? Positive things? Uh, 
You know what? The nice thing about the passing of these two <laughs> is if you're gonna okay, yes, go on. <laughs> the, 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 the silver lining, silver lining. There's more you resources for the rest of us. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Yes, we're running out of food. We're going to be made into Soylent Green. No, this, the silver linings is... Silver lining is that you can now use this opportunity, if you have not rewatched Die Hard or the Harry Potter movies, or listened to David Bowie. Love music, Actually. Or seen Labyrinth or Love Actually. You know what? This is a great time. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood. Oh, my God, yes. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, you can go uh, rewatch these and re-listen to these 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 moments in media, and and remember them them fondly, and, and really enjoy it. But that, you know, I think when anyone but passes away, please don't watch uh, Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves. Don't torture yourself. What he, uh, for the Alan Rickman performance itself? Fine. Fast forward through every other part I'm besides. Cut Morgan. your heart out with a spoon. Yeah, every only Alan Rickman, maybe Morgan Freeman scenes. He's so good in that movie. When yeah, he, you know, when he when he when he dies at the end, it was a great death scene. He's, he was he was selling it. He's like spitting and drooling as a villain. He was so good. He was. That movie was not good though. I as a child, I it loved was it. The best movie I ever saw. And then we rewatched it as teenagers, I think, and it was just like, oh probably, wait, this is no, really not a good mis- movie. You're misremembering. I'm it was not. still probably the best movie we've ever seen. So <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, but maybe it was that car accident jog your memory. You don't remember. You don't remember correctly, Brendan. That's right. You have a memento. <laughs> you can't make new memories about Robin Hood. <laughs> That's enough of this garbage. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far into the show, and I'm sure it also sounds like cars and beeping and whatnot. So this is great. So no, oh, there's a beeping. So thanks for listening. Thank you for being here, Brendan. Did I have a choice? No, because you're in a car. There's nothing else to do right now. So, for those of you listening, thanks so much again. Uh, if you like the show, and why wouldn't you? Please subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. You can check us out on the web at playingoursong.net, where we post previews and links to the songs, either the you know videos of the song or places to purchase the song yourself. Thanks. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash playingoursong.net and if you have a song you're interested in having me and a guest talk about or if you yourself would like to talk about a song uh, you can email me at rob at playingoursong.net so thanks why do you uh, why do you have a .net because playingoursong.com was a couple hundred dollars to buy from some sort of a squatter whereas Uh, playingoursong.net no one had bought and was like 20 bucks oh interesting so you know I really wanted playing I was really hoping they had a dot song and I could do playing our dot song, but sadly, no. And is there such a thing as dot song? No, there is not. I could have done playing our song dot Christmas or dot... <laughs> <laughs> dot TV? Was that available? Yeah, dot TV. Uh, that would have been song. confusing, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought playing our song dot net was probably the easiest of the choices. Uh, but if you do own playingoursong.com and you want to sell it to me... Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Lower your price. <laughs> head. No one bought your website, jackass. Or it might be a... We're coming for you, buddy. And playing Watch your song back. on Twitter was a, was a non Keep your head on Twitter a swivel. Too. It's really, you know, screwing up my social media brand, dude, who didn't ever post anything as at playing our song on Twitter. Don't follow that guy. He doesn't exist. He just, he just blew it for the rest of us. Ugh. Thanks. It makes me so angry. It ruined everything. Drive this car off the road. Not again. Yeah. Yeah. Frank
Mark's on the channel. That's what that ends the end song. Yeah. <laughs> that is Belvedere song. That's what we end with. Yeah. So, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll goodbye forever. <laughs> we'll see We're you. We'll see you next week. But until then, remember, it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Goodbye! Goodbye! Woo! How do I stop this thing? We're about to dance it!